You're listening to the Side Hustle Gal Podcast with your hosts, Danny Fountain and Caitlin Allen. Hey guys, welcome back to the Side Hustle Gal Podcast. I am so excited today because we have Carrie of Core Marketing. Um, Carrie and I met a couple of years ago um, when Rosemary Watson um, connected us. We went to a like retreat together type thing. Um, and it was just, it was so much fun to connect with entrepreneurs. And that's something that a lot of us probably don't do, especially for side hustling. There's a lot of work that's going into it. So um, taking the time to go out and meet people uh, can bring you business because now Carrie and I work together. So Carrie, tell us a little bit about you. Um, my name is Carrie Ozenbaugh. I have kind of been in this, um, what you would call like web and marketing space, probably almost 15 years now. I started back in early um, 2000s before this whole online VA space really was a big thing. It was just starting to pick up steam. I worked in the legal field and realized very quickly with two small children that that wasn't going to be an option for me anymore unless I wanted to pay massive amounts of money to, for daycare costs. And what's the point of working at that point? So, um, Quickly, I had to find another solution and I stumbled upon this world of um, designing websites, designing e-commerce. So I quickly dove in, made some connections and started um, providing those services, um, learning all that I could about design and development and pretty much self, self-taught myself from the very beginning. Um, since then, I've worked for multiple companies, um, worked for startups, um, wellness practitioners, and so learning the ins and outs of all their different types of businesses, but all while still um, continuing to provide um, co- you know, services to other clients on the side. So I was still, while I had like full-time jobs throughout my um, through the last 15 years, I always continue to work on the side, building websites, um, making connections, um, and essentially continuing to run that type of business ref- mainly off of just referrals. So, you know, I would do something for somebody and then they're like, hey, you know, Carrie's really good at what she does. If you need a website, go give her a call. So for the longest time, I've essentially grown my side business based purely off of referrals. Um, I did go back to school and get my biz, finish up my business degree. So I was able to kind of connect all the pieces as far as being able to help small businesses and medium sized businesses tie everything together through marketing, through business structure, and then also design and development and marketing their businesses online. Um, so I think seven years ago, after working full time for a wellness practitioner, I, um, was pregnant with my now seven-year-old and I decided to jump back into taking my side hustle full-time and so um, continue to grow over the last two years. I've gotten so busy that I decided um, that it was time to build a team and so I mean last year we did our first um, six-figure year and it's been uh, an amazing kind of journey and all the uh, the awesome businesses that we get to work with. 
So it really sounds like a lot of connections have brought you the business that you've had. How do you, like, how do you build those connections um, outside of like, of course, somebody is a, a client and then they're referring, but how have you really built those connections? Um, and then the follow-up question to that is, are the times that you connect with people who are referrals, is that ever awkward? Um, like, oh, well, this person knew you, so you must be good type of thing versus they're finding you organically and they think that you're good, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, so as far as being able to connect with people, that's always been a big struggle for me. Um, I don't know. I don't consider myself an introvert. Once I get to so know somebody, I kind of like open up and like blossom and then, you know, I'm a chatterbox, but it's, I've always been kind of shy in nature. So that's always been one area that I've struggled in. So I've been, I kind of look for opportunities and honestly, um, with the online Instagram community has really, um, made it easier to connect with people that are doing the same types of work that you're doing and being a, you know, a work from home entrepreneur, it's really hard to get out unless there's somebody that's put something together, um, some kind of community to where that you can get out and meet other type of like-minded business owners. So having the Instagram community has been amazing. Um, and the opportunities that have actually come from that and being able to promote other people because you're meeting all different types of people that do different things. So if you're niched and specialized in one specific thing, you may have um, somebody that you've connected with that maybe does similar type of work, but if they say specialize in Squarespace and they come across a client that needs Shopify help, then they're because you've made that connection and you've built that trust factor with them. They're more willing to give you that referral because you have built that, um, that relationship with them. Um, and then one thing that has really helped to with the referral based business is, is essentially how you treat your customers. And, you know, I try to always provide the best experience, um, go above and beyond, um, what my offering is and really try to educate and and give the best product that I can and that has really helped to um, it's the service that you provide is also self-promotion because if, if your client has a great experience obviously they're going to refer you to other people because once you build that trust with a client they're more willing to give you like their trusted people that they have uh, relationships with so, um, and then the second part of your question was, can you, um, yeah. So do you ever find it awkward when you have a referral come through, um, where they just, instead of knowing your work and knowing what you offer, they just kind of come in and are like, well, you've worked with this person, so I'm sure that you can do this. Like, is it ever awkward trying to explain your products to somebody who already thinks that you can give them what they need? Um, I think I've been in this business so long that maybe in the beginning it was, I mean, I've had some um, maybe drawbacks to that, but as I've continued to grow and um, actually like one of the things that has helped with that as, as far as like niching, but I do understand what you're saying. Cause sometimes 
if you niche so far down, people are like, well, do you do this? And being like with my company, we are kind of like a one-stop shop. We do a lot of different things. So um, it is surprising to clients sometimes all of the different types of services that we offer because we don't always communicate that in our marketing and advertising. Um, and then also um, as far as people that maybe just organically have found me, um, it's usually based same. It's based on what we have advertised our services to be, but then um, once you get to know the, the um, customer, then it's easier to kind of just tell them like all the additional. So something that, was that he liked to go above and beyond for a client, but let's talk about going in above and beyond for a client because there can be going above and beyond and shooting yourself in the foot. So how have you dealt with that? Um, are you dealing with that? Has that been a struggle? Well, over probably I say the last, um, this last phase of my business going, working for myself full time, I have dealt with lots of issues as far as, you know, undercharging, undervaluing my work. Um, and, and as a freelancer in the beginning, trying to do and serve and do more like going above and beyond essentially has led myself to burnout multiple times and having, you know, adrenal fatigue and then finding out I have thyroid issues. So through that whole process, I've had a lot of growth as far as, and I've worked with some like one-on-one -on -one coaches as far as um, learning to, you know, value my time and my energy and so part of that growth has led to building a team. So then we can still go above and beyond, provide value for the client at a rate that is, you know, we're able to charge our customer a rate that values our time and abilities, but still to the point where I'm not taking everything on myself, it's distributed and through throughout my team. So then I can focus on my strong points and then the other people within my team focus on their strong points. So it's, it's a, it's a group effort as far as that, because now with some of the health issues that I have, stress plays a big factor in it. So I have to be very specific about how much I can take on um, to continue to keep up with um, some of my health struggles that I have. So there's a lot that has to be balanced here and there's a lot that you're juggling and there's a lot that requires open transparency with your clients. Mm -hmm. I think I can relate to this in terms of like being really transparent about when Google completely sucks over my business <laughs> schedule. Right. Caitlin can relate, especially with what's been going on recently in her life. How do you because I struggle with this too. How do you let go of the pride and the fear around sharing what's going on so that your clients uh, like understand what's going on and it doesn't just come across that you're screwing around? Because that's always my fear. <laughs> right. Um, that's a hard one because there is that whole thing. Do you share your struggles online in fear of then people aren't going to book you because they have issues and they probably can't give my, um, my project their full attention. So it's been interesting because one of the groups that I have found through the rising tide society, there is a small group called the, um, for people with chronic illnesses. 
So that's been interesting to be able to connect with people who are struggling with some of the same issues that you have. But um, I am not, I haven't been a hundred percent. That's one thing I still do struggle with. Like for instance, and I haven't shared this with a lot of people last summer, I had a miscarriage and I was down for probably a month and I didn't, I didn't share it with many people. But I think one of the things that really helped was building. And I think with, with having a team in place, um, that is really important as you continue to like grow a business is you can have people that you depend on that can be there to pick up those pieces when you can't. And that has been a huge game changer. Like having people on my team, like Caitlin, like I know without a doubt that I can rely on her. If I have to step up, that step back, that she can she can do everything in my business and that's a little scary sometimes, but I have that full trust in her. And it's also like, yes, having somebody that works for you, but building those relationships with those people that you can build that trust in them and they can take over for you. If you are not being able, or if you're not to be able to be there 100% and take a step back. I, I agree. I mean, outside of the fact that I, love working with you, Carrie. I think that when you have health issues, knowing that somebody can be there to pick up the slack if, if you need, like that is a game changer for business owners. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that so many people are afraid to grow their team, but at the end of the day, if, especially if there are things like that, it's super important to make sure that you're sharing your knowledge with your team in case anything happens. Because I, I actually had a client two years ago who went to the hospital for two weeks, like was in the hospital, couldn't communicate with anybody. And the team had to keep working. We couldn't just stop our work. Mm -hmm. um, so making sure that you're communicating with your team in case you ever do find yourself outside of outside of your position or in a place where, you know, you, you have a miscarriage or you're having a baby, um, making it self-reliant a little bit. Yeah. And I think that goes both ways. Like just in the last few weeks, like even with your situation, not being able to be like a hundred percent, like I recognize that. And so like, we just shift focus to other things at the time until you're able to come back and be like 100%. So I think that that goes, I think when you have a really good cohesive team, um, there can be a lot of sliding back and forth and focusing on what needs to at the time. So if anybody's going through, because I mean, business is business and we're not big giant corporate businesses where, okay, Jim's gone for the week. Like, Bob, you take over, right? So, I mean, these are small businesses. We work closely with clients. And so you have to be able to be flexible and there's always seasons. So just having that strong team environment and communication is really important when you're running, you know, a small business. So I want to shift gears a little because I think that this also delves into just overall project management and the way that you're thinking about things and legacy planning. We hear all the time about business owners who haven't planned for what happens for their business and then it ends up in probate and it's a whole thing. Um, what project management tools are you using? How do you use them? 
what are the processes that you really get excited about that make all of this shifting and adjusting more logical? So doing this for a long time for, I was in the camp of let's fly by the seat of your pants, right? So when you go through things like, you know, health issues, you realize, well, this isn't really working for me anymore and I should probably be a little bit more organized. So even before I brought a project manager on, I started using tools. So one of the things that I love using, and I can't remember to use a couple years back because to me it doesn't matter anymore, but we love Asana. I love Google, Google Calendar. If I didn't have Google Calendar, my whole life would fall apart. Um, and I use a, a CRM that kind of manages all of our clients and everything. So I use 17 hats. I've gone through and used them all. And that seemed to be the one that worked the best for my business. So we've set up automations for um, lead generation. Um, and I think onboarding and those types of things. But one of the really cool things by bringing somebody in like Caitlin is she, um, with her help, we've been able to develop processes for the different types of services that we offer. So, and what's, so we have taken like a whole project. So say you're building a site from scratch. We have everything from collecting um, information from the client to onboarding them to the design phase, the development phase, review, launch, and then offboarding. So we have gone through multiple projects. We're able to look at what look at each one after we finish and say, okay, so when we have our quarterly business meetings, we say, okay, let's go over each one of our projects and say what was great about this one and what could we have done differently. So then we're able to fine tune our processes and then and so with each different type of project, now it's kind of like second nature. So it was interesting, I think even the last, um, this last year, we had issues where we had all these clients booked and then some of these clients were getting held up in one of the processes and then it created this like, you know, uh, everything ended up getting backed up. So then we had like three or four projects all at once, so then, our small team is not able to give the level of focus to the, each of the clients. So then we realized, okay, then we need to go back and essentially even, we decided even to put in a week zero for our process. So our week zero is everything that the client actually has to get to us before we will even start or touch anything. Cause we realized with clients not providing us content or things that we needed that that's started to bunch up our system. So being able to recognize that, put new things in, in place for processes. So now we've almost have it to where our process essentially, if anybody else had to come in, they could see that the way that we have it all laid out and take over if needed. Yeah, having a full process outlined also helps with that legacy, right? Because if for whatever reason, Carrie or I was out for a week, we could have one of our other people on the team come in and see where we are in the process and be able to walk through those steps pretty, pretty smoothly. Um, so I think 
making sure that you have those in place, especially as you're hiring or hiring somebody to help you make those is a really good business move. Carrie, what what is something that you've seen, because you've been doing this for a while, what is something that you've seen change in the business or entrepreneur online entrepreneur world from the beginning to now? What is something uh, like a big shift that you've seen? Um, the way that it's really the way that marketing is done. Um, even in the beginning, working for companies, we didn't have the whole social media space. We didn't have, I mean, there was still Google search. There was like, if you really want to get any advertising, we, I worked for an ergonomic company in the like, you know, mid like two thousands and you would have to send in a whole request to get your product reviewed. So they would stick it in the, you know, Mac magazine at the time. And then that could take like months and, you know, or even advertising in print. There's a lot of advertising in print. So that's before the online space really completely like ramped up. You'd have websites for information. And then we started getting into being able to purchase online. Um, but that has been the biggest shift is, is, the ability to be able to market yourself online essentially for little to no cost and connect with people and build a community with with the inter, with the internet and the the social media channels like that has been a huge thing and and also the shift in and I talk to my husband about this all the time because he works in corporate America the way that the advertising of old and the way that we connect and advertise and build relationships now online is a lot different, especially for, I think, females in this space to be able to like, you know, I know a gal in California and she does this and I have friends up in Michigan. So uh, one of the biggest changes that ha I have seen in over the last years is how female entrepreneurs have kind of changed the space to be able to connect and market products um, using social channels. Um, even a few years back, the options for women were to essentially be secretaries or go through um, different, you know, if they went for further in college, work for advertising agencies, work in some kind of like corporate. So to be able to be a female entrepreneur, to raise families, you really had limited options um, for like stay at home moms. Like you could get a couple more kids and like start, you know, babysit kids and make some extra money or different things, or maybe start a little side craft thing or, um, but just the ability to, for women to be able to shift and use the online space to be able to develop a product, develop idea and, market and make just as much money as they could working, you know, a nine to five job has, has been a huge shift and the community aspect of it, the way that women are supporting each other. It's not this, you know, um, dog eat dog, you know, you know, I'm not going to support you because I'm out there trying to get the same type of business that you are. You can have, connections with people that do the same type of thing because like they say there is enough you know there is enough work there is enough opportunities out there because you can reach so many more people now i think that that's so spot on we have such an opportunity to be stronger here and mm -hmm. there's a lot of work yeah. that needs to be done <laughs> 
So this has been a truly awesome episode. Thank you so much for uh, giving us your time. I would love for the audience to be able to connect with you. Where can they come hang out with you online? Um, I'm mainly on um, Instagram, just at core marketing. And um, that's my main thing. I also website core marketing group.com. Um, you can connect with me there. Also believe we're on Pinterest and LinkedIn. Um, so yeah. Well, thank you so much for hanging out today and we'll have all of that linked in the show notes.